Deacaholics. Good afternoon and welcome to episode 72 of the Deacon and Co. Show. My name is Deacon, the host of this program. Today would be Saturday, January the 8th, 2022. And special episode for you guys today because, as I mentioned, the 8th of January, so that if anybody's a music fan, that should kind of ring a bell. Uh, one, two, episode 72, so that's a shitload of episodes. 72 episodes already? I mean, we're just 28 weeks away from the big episode 100, and who knows what's got in store for that episode, but that should be fun, right? That's something to look forward to this year, along with some just announcements of some concerts. Obviously, we got uh, a couple months till we see Met coming up. Well, about a month and a half now, so in uh, Vegas, but we got Super Bowl, and uh, besides being the 8th of January, happy game day! Yes, yes, today is game day. It's act one of the finales that are going on in the NFL. So, a lot on the line. So, I mean, there's still games, divisions, spots, seating, all of that that's going to happen in this weekend in this big finale. And remember, now this is week 18 for the first time ever. So that's why this is the biggest, they say. Who knows? It's all, they're all big to me. Every week, you, you missed the playoffs by one game that you could have won in September or in October that you lost by the second last second field goal or pick six or... One of those crazy shenanigans, and now you're sitting in the hole where you're outside looking, you know, what are we going to do to get in? And, and to me, it's the simplest thing. It's just win your games. Don't put yourself in a position in the NFL to have to worry about other people winning for you to get in. It's, it's that simple, right? Easier said than done, right? Go ahead, you know. I'm not a coach, but there's a couple moves that I would do differently on that. But as I mentioned, um... With this quick sports update, we'll do it in a second, but with the Met update here, uh, Metallica is uh, unreleasing, uh, well, not unreleasing, they're unveiling some more stuff in the Black Box Vault. Uh, there's a concert streaming this afternoon if you guys want to check it out. Um, should be good. Uh, so, Metallica.com for all of that information. Now, as I mentioned, we have quick sports update here. So, game day being today... We got two games going on. The first one here being at 4:30. The Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to the Denver Broncos here, and uh, the 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 crazy thing is, is now before I'm looking at this, this lowered uh, quite significant. Well, not really quite significant, but what is the significance here of this lowering on the over to 44 and a half? It was 45 just about 45 minutes ago. So minus 10 and a half still for the Chiefs, and uh, they both of these should happen, and Patrick Mahomes owns the Broncos. So let's hope that Kansas City wins this game for multiple different reasons. If the Chargers happen to sneak in and we don't want to see them round one, they might be the number one seed. But as I mentioned in the touchdown report, which I hope you guys got a chance to check out, um, <laughs> you have to be the best and beat the best and play the best to be the best. And that's how it comes down. So if so be it, if we got to play Patrick Mahomes, then so be it. But let's let the Chargers get in there first. Uh, on the other side of the two teams tonight, the Eagles are underdogs at home versus the Cowboys, 11-5 and five here um, for the Cowboys, 9-7 and seven for the Eagles. All right, so I got 13 players out on COVID here. Over is 44 and a half of the game. Well, look, I don't know what's going to happen of, of you know who's playing and who's not playing because of the COVID situation. So the Cowboys should find a way to win this game. Is this a potential round one matchup? Who knows? It all is going to play out for the rest of this weekend. Um, in the in the smooth, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. in the hoops world, Grizzlies and the Clippers are playing early matinee in. 
the cryptocurrency arena. It's so weird to keep saying that. I'm just gonna. I would like to just go back and say Staples Center, but it's just so weird. Matinee on there, and uh, that's because the Kings got a game tonight uh, in the hockey world. There, uh, Magic are playing the Pistons, Jazz and the Pacers, and. Bucks and the Hornets, uh, Knicks and the Celtics, Heats and the Sun are going to top us off there uh, for the hoops today. Uh, afternoon game for uh, the Penguins and the Stars in Dallas. It's a 2 p.m. start Eastern. Uh, Bruins and the Lightning should be a good one. Sharks and the Flyers uh, from Philly. Panthers and the Hurricanes is probably going to be best game of the night there. Uh, Devils and the Blue Jackets in Columbus. Ma uh, Maple Leafs and Avalanche. Capitals and Wild. Predators, Coyotes, Blackhawks and Golden Knights. New York Rangers are traveling to Anaheim on the pond uh, to play the Ducks. Red Wings are playing the Kings. There comes in your second half of the doubleheader there at Cryptocurrency Arena, a.k.a. Staples Center. So, those guys are getting overtime. Just stay there, clean the seats, all you ever got to do. But if you're an uh, employee, you're making some money today. Games that are postponed, craziness going on in the NHL, just trying to protect everybody in the COVID outbreaks and whatnot. Um, cool thing that they that they were allowing to do, especially with other sports, and you're going to see it start happening, is they're going to allow an extended roster for stuff like this happening. So that way you could use more guys that are out or whatever the scenario you want to do it. Uh, Sabres and the Canadians, Kraken uh, and the Jets, Islanders and the uh, Oilers, Senators and the Canucks, or Canucks are all postponed today. Uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the topics for today. Um, the crazy scenario of the college football playoff, okay? College football championship here, three number three Alabama, 13-1, playing number one, 13-1 Crimson Tide from Alabama. Minus two and a half for Georgia and over 52 for the game. Well, there, I got to tell you, folks, there is a reason why Georgia... Um, is Georgia, and there's a reason why Alabama is Alabama, and Alabama has been every single college football playoff, they have been there. Whether they've got to the championship game is a different story, but they have been there, and there's a reason why they're there is because they're the best, and hats off to them, and hats off to Coach Saban because, well, I don't like him. Knowles fan, Florida State, but the man knows how to win, and uh, it's consistently. So when you're ranking how you would turn around and, you know, measure of, of what the schedule is or how the numbers are determined here is let's just say, for instance, that you have a, a team like Alabama who plays Appalachian State. So Appalachian State obviously is not, you know, a top 25 team. They probably could be if they had, you know, some skilled players or whatever you want to call it, but they turn around. Alabama, and they put the spread at minus 40. It means Alabama has to win the game by 40. That's what they're projected to do because they, this game is so mismatched. Alabama actually wins this game by 60, so now they won a spread plus a half on there. That would determine how they stay at number one. So if you played or look at that their schedule, and they let's just say, oh, they only played five teams that were in the top 25 all year. Okay, well, when they play other teams like Appalachian State and they beat them by a margin of 60 rather than 40, it all factors in. So what they're projected to do is completely different than what they did. They've done what they were expected to do and more. Which, if that makes sense to you, that's one of the factors that factor in amongst the many. Um, so, Alabama, for me, I think they're going to win this game, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, topic number two today is a fun one. Uh, it's, it's a movie review. So, haven't done one of these in a while, so I'm going to review some movies for you guys. Uh, quickly, it's not going to be anything too crazy or in-depth, but uh, these not are not all new releases. These are some things that I have just picked up um, from... 
you know, uh, having the actual time to turn around and, and uh, you know, do it. It's very difficult for me to watch movies and give reviews and stuff like that during the season. I got so much going on. I got hockey, I got basketball, I got football all going now at once. I got uh, Metallica, and it just they're, they're just a 365-day project with those guys. But it is what it is. So uh, first one is a movie from 2009, Pool Boys. Uh, it, it's with uh, Matthew Lillard and... Uh, Basically, the story about a guy who lied to his entire family in regards to um, getting uh, a good career for himself. He's, a, he's actually a pool boy in L.A. So something happens where his cousin is supposed to be going to Harvard, and he is supposed to intern with uh, somebody who is a big shot and gets caught up in some type of scandal and needs help. So his cousin said, anytime you ever need help, call me and come out. So he... Tells him, like, hey, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in LAX, come pick me up. And now he says, uh, you know, what is going on? Like, you know, they figure it out, like, oh, this guy's full of shit. And basically what they do is they find a way to work with each other, and they open up a brothel. <laughs> and it's cool because they know all the girls and all this and that whatnot. So it, it's insane. Uh, kind of like a modern-day risky business. Um, but I think Risky Business is definitely better. It's well, Risky Business is a movie that I, I try to watch at least five times a year. It always cracks me up. And you got to live by that motto. Like, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? Yeah, I would have gotten into trouble somehow. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Make your move. It's easy for you to say. Easy for you to say, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Sometimes you gotta say what the fuck. Second uh, movie is uh, Baked in Brooklyn, about this uh, writer who's trying to find a career and uh, he's working for this job, uh, probably a dead-end job because he gets fired from it, and uh, basically starts selling weed, meets the girl of his dreams, and starts spending more time riding on his bicycle delivering weed than actually hanging out with this girl. So... Uh, Long story short, a bunch of bad stuff happened to him in the movie. He finally learns his lesson, like he's not cut out to be a drug dealer. Writes this number one story about this love story, about the whole thing that happened in his relationship and everything that went wrong and what he did wrong. And it's a really cool story. Again, it's called Baked in Brooklyn. Definitely check it out. Uh, next one is Many Saints of Newark. And uh, again, I said these guys weren't were necessarily new releases. It just took me a little time. So I had to take time to have Nay catch up on The Sopranos before we could watch this. So it took a little while. But boy, was it a waste of time for me. Uh, the characters in my eyes did not match up to like the characters I perceived. So like, even though it was created by David Price, um, or David Chase, sorry, not Price, David Chase, um, it's still, it, it's not, it's not the... You can't turn around for me. Like, if you put everybody in The Sopranos and said, okay, here, let's play a matching game of putting everyone's name to just their character in their picture, I would be able to do that, even if I didn't see the show. But now, like, you turn it around and try to put characters to picture who's doing this and that, it's just too much that didn't need to be done inside of this. And, of course, they have to set you up for a sequel. Why not? This is what Hollywood does in these days, you know? You get a dead Gumon in Queens and an old Ukrainian father. And I'm not even going to blame Phil. John Sacramone, my friend. I'm sorry to say he was an insecure guy. That he created a constant tension within his own family which spilled over. Go ahead, Carmine. George was good enough to broker this meeting for us. You're just going to sit there? <laughs> 
I mean, no matter what you do, there's no replacing him. And that's, you know, even though his son plays him, um, the actor, obviously James Gandolfini, his son is playing uh, young Tony Soprano. Uh, you cannot replace that. I mean, that was probably one of the top ten roles in uh, a, I guess, uh, series, TV series of all time, in my opinion. And uh, it's definitely in the top five. Um uh, Definitely want to know your opinion, what you thought of it, if especially if you're a Big Sopranos fan as well. Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com. Uh, next one on the list here is 007 No Time to Die. And uh, just, I don't know how you guys are watching movies, to be honest with you. Um, the crazy thing about watching movies is it's not just like, uh, obviously, the experience of going into an IMAX theater or going into, you know, any theater watching is obviously different with surround sound and stuff like that. But if you guys aren't watching movies in 4K, I mean, I watched this movie in 4K, No Time to Die, and I mean, I could see, like, literally, smoke coming from the guns, the snow and the, and the like, basic cold coming from the mountains, and I could even see if somebody didn't shave. That's how crazy it was. So, definitely, definitely recommend this. It was probably, in my opinion, one of the better ones, and uh, big, big fan of 007, speaking of which, Brad Campbell, our good buddy, is coming on soon. I uh, wanted to make the announcement to you guys that him and I are doing the four-part special on the big four for you guys. Starting off with our first part of Megadeth coming up soon. I'll give you keep you guys updated for that. But Megadeth is not one of our strong suits as opposed to, like, uh, you know, a preference of choice out of the big four. Uh, so it's going to be fun to see what Brad's thoughts are and whatnot on there. Uh, next one up on this list is The Harder They Fall. And uh, I guess, I don't know, I'm 34 in a few days. To just as I get older, and I don't know why, I've been more prone or more um, attracted to Westerns. And I've been watching them for a long time now. And... Uh, Harder They Fall is a really good Western. It's on Netflix, and if you guys get a chance to check it out, to me, it's kind of like the video game Red Dead Redemption with some of the names of the town and Red Rock and all that kind of stuff in there, which is really cool. So definitely check it out. It's just a basic tale of bank robbers or robbing from each other and uh, really gory, really, really bloody, and uh, a lot of deaths, uh, a lot of quick draws and all that kind of stuff. But the cool thing about this is it doesn't seem like... Uh, you could tell when you watch this movie, uh, especially if you're watching it with the surround sound in the 4K, like I was saying. Um, the the sound track for this movie is not like what you would normally expect on this. There's a lot of like rap, a lot of reggae, a lot of pop. So there, it's definitely a different type of Western, but it's got that old school feel, but with just modernized equipment, I guess you could say, if that makes sense. So that would do it for me on the movie reviews, if you guys have not had a chance to do that. I haven't had a chance to check out The Matrix yet. I will. Uh, a couple other good ones that I want to report back to you guys on. But let me know what your thoughts are on the ones that I had just mentioned to you guys. DGetACoachShowGmail.com, as I said. So now it's going to bring us into topic three. And to the birthday boy, very special day for music fans everywhere. In 1947, January 8th, David Bowie was born, David Robert Jones. And we will be missing David Bowie for a very, very long time. And the crazy thing about David Bowie is, all right, and I saw one time I got to see David Bowie, okay, and blew me away. I didn't get any of the... the spec you know the, the whole Ziggy Stardust days or any of the early stuff um when it comes to like the theatrics um but he is a performer and uh I, I have to really thank my aunt um Robin she was a she is a very very big David Bowie fan and if it wouldn't have been probably for her and my 
love for music, I wouldn't appreciate David Bowie as much as I do. And the thing is, is that there's a lot of people that message me and say that, like, hey, listen, like, you know, up until, you know, coming on the show or up until listening to your show, we were aware of Metallica. We were aware of, you know, they were good. But after listening to your show, we had to listen to Metallica to see what your hype was about. That's the exact same way I felt about it because my aunt, David Bowie, is just like my Metallica. And it's just insane because obviously you had influences from Bowie um, on Metallica so and the rest of the world. But on that type of era or that type of, uh, you know, early 70s, uh, you know, you're looking at Zeppelin and Stones and the Beatles and then to add David Bowie in there, there's no way that you're ever getting sound like that again. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, 2022, we are not seeing what we saw in the golden age of music, and especially for rock and roll. And uh, the new stuff, and I don't know how artists are doing it. Uh, I guess they're doing it with the uh, scenario like Nas will be the first one to try this out of where he's going to basically fund his own album and have people buy into it and then receive like residuals and that and that's pretty crazy because i think that taking a look at in 2022 the way people are making music uh and making money off of it are from your t-shirts your concerts um your merchandise that kind of thing because now if i could pay ten dollars a month to listen to whatever album i want and you're releasing that album on there you're uh, what are you doing giving them how how is your company making this money if you have to pay an artist $5 billion and then how many people subscribe to that? See, it's not just with one artist. It's obviously with everybody. So probably there's sure some legalities of like, you know, uh, here, uh, we'll let this album stream on here for X amount of dollars. We'll pay the artist or whatever it is, but it's not enough like it used to be. So a lot of things are changing in the world, but uh, you can't turn around and ever, ever mention rock and roll without David Bowie or the influences that he had. And just before I get into um, sharing with you guys uh, a little bit of my uh, top five, uh, I actually did a top six for you guys, uh, David Bowie songs of all time. Um, just incredible. David Bowie's first uh, debut album, June 1st, 1967, was David Bowie's self-titled album. So uh, from there, obviously, we had five wins for the Grammys on 19 nominations. Now, that's still pretty impressive for the time being of, you know, an artist coming out there. I mean, you've you got to look at, like, the type of genre of what we're going on for the Grammys of all time. And, and it's changed so much of how, what the broadened categories are in this 1,500 different categories. Screenwriting and whatnot. Speaking of which, before I get into this list, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, good friend John Jennings in Episode 71. I hope you guys had a chance to... Uh, take a listen to that uh, episode as well uh, because of the importance of, of screenwriting here um, with him and the Outlaw Torn. And it, it was such a pleasure to work with him and he was such a great guest. But the thing is, is with John and what he did was he, Innocent Victim is a screenplay that is based upon the Metallica song Outlaw Torn. And the cool thing about it is, is that look at what Metallica did with one, we all know, obviously, first music video, first uh, Grammy, all that kind of cool greatness. But now look at what John's doing. They took, he's taking and doing the opposite of what Metallica did by taking a movie, Johnny Got Your Gun, writing this beautiful masterpiece, 
that we know today as one. And then he's taking the outlaw torn from Lode and basically just doing it his way and putting the innocent victim for the screenplay. And and I'm almost there. Um, it's just a shame that I, I wish everybody could read this. And I think this is so great. And I'm almost finished. And I'm going to give a whole recap and all that stuff when I do finish it so everybody can have an idea of what we're, what we're working with. But there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that this belongs furthermore than just uh, on a piece of paper. And that's the truth. Um, but back to that influences of, of the music of what you're going to see, especially with David Bowie in that time. Um, you're, you're basically all of that music that you had inside of that short era of greatness is not going to be heard again. But when you're talking about David Bowie himself, the, the crazy thing is, is that he wasn't just a entertainer, songwriter, musician. He wasn't just that. He was an actor, Broadway guy too, as well. And the crazy thing is, is that you got his birthday today. Two days later, he dies, okay? Uh, it's the anniversary. Uh, it'll be six years already on January 10th. A few hours before my birthday, I woke, you know, I, I saw the news, and it, and it really was upsetting to me, so I'll never forget this. And I wanted to take a point today to, to talk about David Bowie and the great things that he did. But not only that, one of my other favorite roles that he does, uh, besides everything great that he's done, is in The Prestige. I believe it was 2006, 2007, one of those that The Prestige came out. Uh, Christian Bale, uh, Michael Caine was in there, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Rebecca Hall, uh, and uh, Hugh Jackman. So seeing this, and then, of course, David Bowie is playing Nikolai Tesla, the guy who's between the two rival magicians, is making a scientific experimental uh, tool or, or, I guess, device that allows... the cloning and it trans the real transporter man and if you guys haven't seen it one of my favorite roles that david bowie plays of all time really really great but gotta start this off here gave you guys six and uh gotta start it off with one not i don't think what anybody would expect but Starman. there's a star waiting in the sky Now, for someone who's not religious to like a song like that, you can interpret it whatever way you want, but um, Spiders from Mars, that was from their Starman. Love that shit, man. Love it, love it, love it. Brings us down off of Diamond Dogs. Uh, number five on the top six David Bowie songs for Deacon himself. Uh, I'm sure you guys guessed it. Rebel, Rebel. Yeah, yeah, definitely a classic there. And, and uh, com coming in at number four, uh, really, to me, was uh, kind of, you know, you get these different versions of songs uh, that have, like, four or five different versions of it. This is one of them, Young Americans. Um, it's obviously a self-titled album. But the, the thing is that you could take this song and Heroes and five different ways or whatever, so it's tough. I mean, unless you are, like, actually David Bowie, each time that you hear one of these, you never know what kind of version you're going to get. 
So you tell me where you're getting sound like that from nowadays in 2022, unless you're listening to uh, Young Americans by David Bowie, because it's not out there. Trust me. Uh, the new modernized music, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody, especially the way things are going with now uh, moving into different directions where artists are going to lay out their own uh, payout for their albums and have fans buy them and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't see it. It may work. I'm not saying that it may not work, but it's just to me... Um, Concerts, merchandise, t-shirts, whatever. That's where you guys are making the money now. But number three clocks in for me with The Man Who Sold the World. And for someone who doesn't like covers, this was probably the best cover ever done by Nirvana of this song. And it was so cool that um, they actually got a chance to do this to pay their respect to David Bowie. And it came out amazing from them, just as it did for Bowie. Yeah, you're face to face with the man that sold the world. Um, that would bring us down to number two here. And, and just hearing that song all the time, just the way he says it and his accent and whatnot, just chills down my spine. Rest in peace. Always miss. Six years tomorrow. Holy shit. Number two. Uh, I mean, just for me, it has to be the Gene Genie, uh, or every time I hear it, smiles like a reptile, fucking cracks me up every single time. Number two, Gene Genie. Well, obviously, you see where why we left it on there for so long. How could you not have that such a classic on there? Gene, Genie, David Bowie. I remember the first time I heard that; it was unbelievable too. And uh, it's gonna bring us down to number one here. And uh, for me, I listen to this song every day. Cracks me up every single day, and never gets old. It's one of those songs that I have. Um, I have about. I want to say like 10 to 15 songs that I listen to all different genres of music every single day because these songs are important to me. This is one of them. Number one on my all-time favorite David Bowie songs, Modern Love. been saying that for many 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 years and i will say it many many years to come so there it was ladies and gentlemen decaholics and children of all ages the top six david bowie songs of all time for deacon himself was 
huge influence on me always will be missed and i i always i never forget it because like at this time of the year uh especially too uh i wake up and this is only a couple hours before my birthday and i hear the news that david bowie died and i was just like wow like really and i mean i knew we all we knew we were sick we all knew we were sick but um just to have it happen just you know day before your birthday it kind of sucks dude and then like for him Obviously, two days after his, like, that's, you know, crazy. But always, always will remember you, David Bowie, and respect you for the things that you've done. But bringing us down now into Genius of the Week, man. And uh, I, I I can't make this shit up when the Geniuses of the Week come. And it's just like you, you turn around and, and you never really know anymore at what point, right? At, uh, anything could happen with these people. And it just um, crazy to think that when you were to turn around and think of all of the crazy genius of the weeks that I've told you guys, right? Just think about, like, the scenario of what I do when I see these things, like, if I encounter them one-on-one. Because, yeah, you know, it's good, like, if you have these people, right? Like, I give you an example. I had somebody walk up to me while I was sitting in the car, and uh, they were like, "Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, can I get a dollar?" And I'm like, uh, "No." I'm like, "You don't even fucking know me." I'm like, "Why would I give you a dollar?" Oh, like, come on, man. I I I definitely recognize you. I've seen you from around here. I'm like, dude, you didn't see me. I'm from New York, bro. So I was sitting in a parking lot, Seven Eleven in California. So maybe it was high. We strung out. Who knows? But. This individual that I had picked up, it was actually last weekend, uh, New Year's Eve, and this chick was pretty fucked up. And, you know, you gotta kind of expect in my line of work what you do, that there's gonna be some fucked up people. So, now, you gotta turn around and think about where I am at this point in the night. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, I haven't smoked a joint in, let's see, I don't know, fucking many hours, because I'm out on the road with these clowns in my car. So... Get this girl comes in and she's all amped up. Yeah, man, New Year. Let's welcome in the New Year. Absolutely. Okay. So as I'm leaving, I wish her a happy New Year. As she's leaving, I wish her a happy New Year. Tell her that I hope she has a great rest of her weekend. She turns around, goes to give me a high five, and goes, yeah, "Absolutely, man. 2020 sucked, and 2021 will be our year." Well, hate to break it to you, genius, but we're in 2022. And when I said that to her, she was like, "No way." She's like, wait a second, I gotta check my phone. So now I thought she might have been fucking around, and so would you by me telling you this, but she actually had to pull the phone out and see that it was 2022. And she was like, damn, I'm fucked up. (laughs) So I'm just like, hey, it happens to the best of us. So on a normal circumstance, I don't know what else I would do on some of these other scenarios. I don't know if if I would have reacted to some of the crazy things. Like, you know, when I... I got to be professional when I'm encountering these people in the back of my car, obviously. So last week's story with fuck Joe Biden. Well, I mean, first things first is... Regardless of what political party you root for, you shouldn't be saying shit like that or representing that, especially if you live in the country of the United States. I don't give a fuck who you are or what you got to say about that. If you don't like the president of the United States, keep it to yourself or share it with your friends. Don't publicly announce it or put it on your fucking house. I think that's just ignorant and just beyond me. So leaving that alone. But me, I'm working out there for tips as well. I'm not going to sit there and tell a lady she's a fucking asshole, but I do. I think you're a fucking asshole. So hope you're listening to the Deacon and Coach show. 
you are a fucking asshole. <laughs> Moving on to Rapids here. Rapid number one here. I got two for you. Get producer who writes this show, man. They really come up with these Rapids to like put me on the spot here or whatever. But um, best 007 of all time. Well, I, for me, hands down, it, it, it's either one of two, okay? All right? I'm, go- I'm going to have to go with, obviously... I mean, how do you not go with the original, um, how, you know, Roger B- or B- Moore, right? How do you not go with him? Or or in this case, for me, it's going to be Daniel Craig uh, or Sean Connery. I, I think they were the best, too. Um, Daniel Craig just a little more for ahead of Sean Connery for me, um, you know, uh, but definitely uh, Daniel Craig is for me. Uh, rapid number two here, talking about what's going on in the upcoming episodes... Load or Reload? What's the better album? Oh, shit. I'm trying to get away from talking about Metallica. I had a good David Bowie episode today, and the producer of this show turned around and gives me a question like that. Okay, so here's my answer that's going to shock. If I could take The Memory Remains and Fuel and put them on Load, that would be like one of the best albums that Metallica ever had. The deep tracks off of Load, uh, Let It Bleed, um, Let It Bleed. Bleeding me, yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me, it's going to be Load, with the exception of those two songs, because Reload is still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not a good album, but I think Load's a better album than there. Uh, As I mentioned to you guys, happy game day, big game day tomorrow for everybody. Uh, Upcoming uh, on the Deacon and Co. show, we're doing our four-part special, as I mentioned, with Brad Campbell and Breaking Down Load and Reload uh, with our buddy John Jennings there. Uh, In the meantime, please, if you guys get a chance, follow me on the major social, uh, Deacon and Co. show, Instagram and Twitter, deaconandcoshow at gmail.com if you would like to leave an email. But for now, hopefully the birds win tonight, get some relaxation in before work night. Deacon is out.